Just 10 days ago, President Trump tweeted that, quote, it is now commonly agreed, after months of costly looking, that there was no collusion between Russia and Trump, unquote. But since then, special counsel Robert Mueller has unsealed indictments of Trump campaign officials Paul Manafort and Rick Gates and the cooperation agreement of campaign foreign policy advisor George Papadopoulos, who's told prosecutors he tried to arrange a meeting between the campaign and representatives of the Russian government. And this weekend, NBC reported that Mueller's office has, evident, has enough evidence to bring charges against former national security advisor Michael Flynn and Flynn's son. Here to talk with us about uh, Michael Flynn, the Mueller investigation, and where it might be going are William Banks, a professor at Syracuse University Law School, and Andrew Kent, a professor at Fordham University School of Law. Andrew, what do we know about what the special counsel is looking at Michael Flynn and his son for? Well, we haven't had anything that I've seen come directly from Mueller's office, but certainly based on what's been reported in the press over the last six months, I think we have a pretty good idea of what it might be. Um, I think probably the most likely thing would be uh, a charge related to his acting as um, an agent of the Turkish government without registering with the Department of Justice as he's required to by federal law. You You might recall about six months ago, There's a pretty stunning report in the Wall Street Journal, then corroborated by some other outlets, that Flynn, uh, in September 2016, you know, uh, pretty soon before the election, when he was acting as as Trump's main foreign policy advisor, had a meeting with representatives of the Turkish government about seemingly how to extra-legally spirit out of the country, out of the United States, a U.S. green card holder who's a uh, a person of Turkish descent who uh, opposes the Erdogan government. And uh, Flynn only uh, very belatedly registered as a foreign agent. Um, and just you know, the, the seemingly pretty clear failure to, to register in the, in the pretty clear law that says you have to register within 10 days of becoming a, a, a foreign agent suggests to me at least that that's pretty low-hanging fruit for Mueller. And Bill, the fact that Flynn's son is also under investigation, is that something that prosecutors might use to try to get him to flip? I've seen it with husbands and wives. Well, that's right. I think it's likely that that's what's going on uh, as we await possible indictments against Flynn and or his son. Uh, Flynn could help his son here uh, in return for offering more information to the to the team. Uh, Flynn Jr. was at at most of the meetings uh, that Flynn was at uh, and involved in most of the activities that that Andrew was just discussing with regard to Flynn. So uh, Flynn Jr. is in legal trouble, too, as well as his father. Andrew, based on what we've now learned in the last week or so about the way the special counsel is bringing charges. I mean, if he had enough, if it's come out now that he has enough evidence to bring charges against Flynn, it can't be that, you know, this just suddenly happened. Um, one would think he's known that for a while. So it, it would appear he's he's making decisions about what order to charge people in and for what. So we have these Manafort and Gates indictments, and now we're finding out about Flynn. What, what can you discern from all this about the way in which he's trying to play a strategy out in this investigation? Well, you know, a number of people saw the uh, the distinction between the the Manafort charges and then what happened with Papadopoulos 
as trying to send a message to people in Flynn's shoes. And so Manafort had seemingly failed to cooperate with Mueller, and he really got slammed uh, in terms of the number of charges filed, and Mueller is seeking a lot of, uh, of forfeiture from, from Manafort uh, and Gates as well. Papadopoulos, on the other hand, came off with you know just one charge, and you know we don't know anything about sentencing exposure, but probably could end up with very little, if any, jail time, perhaps. So a lot of people saw that as saying, you know, get on the right side of this, uh, cooperate with with Mueller's probe, um, and we will treat you fairly. And certainly, Michael Flynn is somebody who's been extremely close to Trump going way back uh, on the campaign, and then obviously served as his national security advisor, seems like somebody who has a large amount of information. And so he would probably be precisely the type of person that Mueller would be sending those signals to, um, you know, cooperate and, and you know, get some lesser charges, or if not, we're going to really throw the book at you. What do you think of that, Bill? And Quickly, do you agree that that's the way he's going? It, it does look like that. Uh, I, agree, I agree with Andrew. I think that, uh, you know, certainly... In Flynn's case, he's been uh, looking at this investigation and stewing about his plight since February, so most of a year now, uh, as, of course, has his son to a lesser degree. Uh, and he certainly, he and his lawyers understand the strategy that Mueller's team is following. It's a very methodical uh, strategy, and it is one that I think clearly sends the signals that Andrew mentioned. That is, if you cooperate, uh, you're going to be in far better shape personally than if you stonewall. Bill, you know, this now with with Flynn, you've got uh, a report that the special counsel is looking directly at the president's uh, White House staff rather than just people who worked on the campaign. Um, There was also reports last week that uh, Jared Kushner has turned over a lot of documents to the special counsel's office and that the investigation may be looking at him. Given what we know about the way that special counsel Mueller is proceeding, uh, you know, does Kushner have vulnerabilities that the special counsel may be able to exploit here? I think he does. I think he does, as does uh, Trump Jr., uh, Donald Jr., because the evidence of collusion with Russians continues to uh, sort of multiply, uh, even with the Commerce Secretary's uh, stories over the weekend of connections to uh, a company in Russian dealings. There are just ever more uh, indications that there was uh, involvement between the campaign uh, and, and Russians of all sorts. The testimony uh, in Congress that's building up over the Facebook and other social media uh, uses by Russian influencers and Russian financiers, uh, it, it's a snowball. And the snowball, I think, is gathering some momentum here. Andrew, um, in white-collar cases, people are often charged because they lied to the FBI. That's still a felony, even though people may say, oh, that's not such a big crime. But in this case, do we see Mueller using something similar when he, with the indictment of Manafort and Gates and the information against George Papadopoulos was based on lying to the FBI in part? And could he be mulling, filing uh, against either Flynn or Jared Kushner about uh, papers that they had to file for security clearance or national foreign agent papers and lying on them? Absolutely. Those, uh, those possibilities you mentioned are live ones. And then I would add to that that, you know, it's been reported for quite some time now that the FBI talked to Michael Flynn 
about his conversations during the transition period with uh, Russian Ambassador Kislyak. And at least according to, you know, I think it was the New York Times and Washington Post, Flynn was perceived by the FBI to have been, you know, very misleading about uh, his communications with Kislyak. And, you know, lying to the FBI is also um, a felony under the same statute. So, you know, you're correct that those, you know, those kinds of charges are, are very common in white-collar cases. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Flynn get charged with one or more uh, misstatements to the federal government. Bill, is, um, you know, another angle on this is that uh, another former foreign policy advisor besides Papadopoulos, a guy named Carter Page, who has been on television a lot and who has, um, who has also uh, just did six hours testifying before Congress in regard to, you know, the, these matters. And he said that he has, he had mentioned to now Attorney General Jeff Sessions during the campaign that he had a trip to Russia uh, planned and was going. It, it, does, is there now jeopardy to Sessions as well as part of this investigation? I think there is. I think, as, uh, as Andrew suggested, the false statements are are uh, violations of, of federal law. And Sessions, I think, was uh, selective in his memory when he last testified publicly about these things. And, uh, and I think he's... Uh, his, the selectivity of his memory may be further tested here in the in the coming uh, weeks and months because he uh, was privy to these uh, discussions as well. There's one other person, of course, is uh, when Andrew's going through the various ways in which uh, Flynn might be uh, vulnerable on on false statements. So there's one other person he apparently lied to, and that was the vice president. Andrew. There also, Carter Page, though he did answer questions, he invoked the Fifth Amendment in refusing to produce documents during the interview. Once you once you start speaking, don't you waive your right to the Fifth Amendment? Somewhat. It, you know, it's a it's a complicated area, but you know, once you voluntarily disclose some information. Generally speaking, you've waived your Fifth Amendment right as to the same subject matter. Um, I, you know, I don't know enough about the particulars of you know what uh, what Carter Page was willing to say and what he was refusing to say, but certainly it sounds like uh, there might be arguments about waiver. You know, probably uh, there'll be a judicial decision at some point about the, the scope of this. Um, you know, that's relatively common in grand jury investigations for there to be privileged issues that get um, briefed to the court and, you know, you get a judicial decision on what kinds of documents are going to be produced or what kinds of questions can be asked or not. Well, our thanks to William Banks of Syracuse University Law School and Andrew Kent of Fordham University School of Law for being here to talk with us on Bloomberg Law about the special counsel's ongoing investigation, which seems to have been heating up for some time now, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a lot going forward.